0: Hello and welcome to Queen V, The Life of Queen Victoria. My name is Donnie Hazel and I am your host. If you wish to support this podcast, there will be a link provided for you in the show details and it will be very much appreciated as it goes to help support the cost of maintaining the podcast and our website. With that said, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Queen V, The Life of of Queen Victoria. Today, an assassination attempt in the park. Imogen Stubb stars as young Victoria. It was not without
1: great difficulty, Stockmar told Lord Granville, that the prince succeeded in getting rid of her. Baroness Leighton, that is. Oh, what a relief. There is peace in the household at last. And even Sir
0: Robert Peel finds himself in favour now that he has settled in as Prime Minister. My dear friend, Leighton, governess through all my childhood has gone. The situation was becoming impossible, with my beloved Albert believing quite fervently that she wielded too much power and influence on my life. I owe her much. And to speak only of her mistakes would not be right. It was not personal ambition at all. But the idea that no one but herself was to take care of the Queen. At last there is tranquility in our household. And 1842 seems to be a year of respite. No babies. Albert and I have resumed our former happiness. But when we were out in the parks, enjoying the pleasure of our own company... Albert thought he heard a gunshot.
1: Did you hear that?
0: I heard nothing, nor has anyone else, I think. A firework, perhaps. Oh, Albert, this is such a pleasure. A ride through the parks with my most beloved husband. It
1: is because we are at last so happy to be with one another.
0: No babies to fuss about, no interference.
1: And you look so well, my dearest.
0: It turned out that Albert was right. A man had fired at us and then walked away. A boy witnessed the whole scene and reported it to the police and then to Sir Robert Peel. So today, heavily guarded, we take our usual ride in the park in the hope he will make himself apparent and be caught.
1: My brave, most precious wife, are you frightened?
0: When I am with you, I feel no fear. So many people, waving and smiling.
1: They love you, old and young alike. See how they bow to you.
0: To us, the (laughs) Queen and the Regent. London in spring is so clean, refreshed. Cherry blossom everywhere.
1: Constitution Hill already. The bigger crowd. The equerries have been alerted to keep close. It was here I heard the gunshot yesterday.
0: It is unbelievable. If a man was seen, why was he not arrested?
1: It was also unexpected. He was able to walk away. Are you sure you're not afraid?
0: Not if we are together. It's our duty He must
1: be caught. There. They have him. They're taking him away.
0: I saw nothing.
1: He was too far away to cause real harm. He's being led away.
0: We are quite safe.
1: How many other assassins would be prepared to take a pot shot at my beloved? Those hot-headed chartists, maybe, protesting against the Poor Law Amendment Act. And furthermore, there is once again change afoot in Parliament.
0: I have written to Lord Melbourne to say how much we miss him. His resignation was a hammer blow, and I confess I couldn't countenance the notion of another Prime Minister. However, after an awkward introduction, I find Sir Robert Peel to be both amenable and honest. I am glad of the opportunity
1: to discuss the state of the country with your Majesty and your Royal Highness.
0: Prince Albert and I were much concerned by the Home Secretary's letter.
1: Indeed, Sir Robert. I feel that we have been out of touch with the situation. The turbulence in South Wales is quite alarming. Who are these Rebecca rioters destroying the toll gates and causing such havoc? I gather they are men dressed as women protesting against the Poor Law Amendment Act. Ah. They take their name from the biblical prophecy that Rebecca's Seed should possess the gate of those that hate them. Mm.
0: It is a lamentable affair. I have repeatedly urged the necessity of its being put an end to by you, Prime Minister, and the government.
1: I think we would want to issue a special commission for the trial of offenders. Would you sanction that, my dearest?
0: Most certainly. It should be implemented as soon as possible. We will soon be off on our tour of England.
1: When we may have the opportunity to witness the unrest you are concerned about.
0: I am glad to be alone with you, my darling. A house party is a very gay event. But there are too many dukes staying here for my liking.
1: (laughs) Chatsworth is irresistible. Even in December. Oh, wouldn't it be wonderful to have such a house as this? A family retreat... Especially now that we have little Alice.
0: Then we must consider it. Other people escape their duties, why not us?
1: It could be argued that we have already escaped for months on end.
0: Who would dare complain? Why, our visit to France was the first time I have crossed the Channel. I am conscious of letting people see us on our travels. It gives them hope. In any case, we are expected to visit the great houses, and that can become tedious. Mm,
1: But enjoyable. No, thank
0: heavens for the railroad. At least we can travel delightfully, even from Slough to Windsor.
1: And see for ourselves, the pockets of unrest.
0: Oh, we should turn back. It's almost time for luncheon. Oh! Just look at this! Now, what would
1: you call it? A glass house? A conservatory. But but it's enormous! What uh... Nearly 70 feet high, would you say? And about uh, 300, 400 feet long? (laughs) I have never seen so much glass. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's the kind of building I would like to
0: design. It's by Joseph Paxton. There was much trepidation, but it has worked. What I would
1: like is to build us a house. I would consider all our needs, find the perfect plot of land, and make it so welcoming that we would never want to leave it.
0: (laughs) We will have such a house, and then I can stop you from hunting.
1: I have told you, my dearest, that I must turn out tomorrow. It is expected of me, and I will be careful.
0: But I shall worry nevertheless. My dear Uncle Leopold, one can hardly credit the absurdity of people here, that Albert's riding and hunting so boldly and hard has made such a sensation that it has been written about all over the country, and they make much more of it than if he had done some great act. It rather disgusts one, but still it has done and does good, for it has put an end to all impertinent sneering for the future of Albert's riding. This journey has done great good, and my beloved Albert in particular has had the great success. For instance, at Birmingham, the good his visit has done has been immense, for Albert spoke to all these manufacturers in their own language, which they did not expect. And these poor people have only been accustomed to hear demagogues and chartists. We had barely set foot in London when the news of Albert's dear father's death reached us. It has put us in a state of shock. Uh, 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 uh. Oh. Oh, my beloved. Why didn't you send for me the moment you heard?
1: It is so hard to understand, sweet Victoria. You never knew your father.
0: And yet I mourn him as I mourn for our dearest Papa. Oh, let me hold you. Oh, Albert. You should have been there. How could you bear?
1: Oh, my place is always here. But, of course, I will have to go to Coburg to pay my respects to my father's grave.
0: How will we manage without you? We have never been apart this long.
1: I have to. And to caution my brother against following the same path. (laughs) My father was not a good man.
0: But, oh, my dearest, He was your father nonetheless, and I share your grief. (sighs) I have written to Uncle Leopold to tell him how devastated we have been at the news. I said, to describe to you all that we have suffered, all that we do suffer, would be difficult. God has heavily afflicted us. We feel crushed, overwhelmed, bowed down by the loss of one who was so deservedly loved may I say, adored by his children and family. I loved him and looked on him as my own father. My darling stands so alone. I am now all to him. I can just about make it out. There, to the left of the white flagpole. That surely is Osborne House.
1: No, no, it's much further to the right. Follow the line of my finger. Here, use my telescope. Hold it still, my dearest. Now, do you see it?
0: That really is Osborne. Oh, I think you're right, Albert. It is the perfect position. I remember very clearly being overwhelmed by the view when I came here with Mama as a child.
1: When I saw the place in April, it seemed right.
0: It gives a sense of being abroad. Such privacy. Oh, how I long for that.
1: cubitt will meet us there to discuss the alterations. He's the finest architect. I have such good feelings about our plans and I am sure that we shall be happy there. Hmm. Mr. Cubitt, it makes perfect sense. You see, Your Royal Highness, the repairs, additions, and alterations would cost far more than starting from scratch. Mm. What's more, a new house would be exactly to your liking, I would have thought. I do agree. And with minor repairs to the existing house, you could, in fact, use Osborne immediately and without any inconvenience. So, these are the preliminary sketches. I took the liberty... I like oh. the squareness of it. And your proposed sighting. Yes, the prospect reminds me so much of the Bay of Naples. Ah. I think the Queen would enjoy an Italianate influence. What do you say, Mr. Cubitt? Perfectly possible, sir. Yes, twin campaniles, perhaps. And inside, freezes uh tiles. I have so many ideas. And may I venture in keeping with the classical style that I tend to adopt? That's not to say we should not be innovative. Absolutely. Uh, my dearest, come and look at the plans. Plans? Mr. Cubitt is of the opinion that we should build a new house. And
0: incur the wrath of Parliament?
1: It would be cheaper. Let Mr. Cubitt explain.
0: It does my heart good to see how my beloved Albert enjoys it all. And is so full of admiration of the place and of all the plans and improvements he means to carry out. He is hardly to be kept at home for a moment. I relish the idea of a family home. And now that we have dear little Alfred, it must be big enough to accommodate us all. Take
1: my hand, my dearest. We'll walk through our house, imagining where everything will be. Be careful where you place your feet.
0: Oh, this is so exciting. Something that you and I can share that is new, never been lived in. So,
1: here is the threshold and what will be a pavilion. Over there in the centre, a drawing room, Uh a billiard room to the left, a dining room to the right. And
0: all interlinked. But arranged so it seems that one could be private in each part. This is so cosy. And such views of the sea, oh, Albert. And when it is stormy and wet... Shutters! (laughs) Excellent.
1: (laughs) Even more snug. (laughs) But concealed shutters, my beloved, that draw out of the wall and are faced with mirrors, thereby extending the proportions of the rooms even further.
0: And reflecting light from the chandeliers, presumably. Exactly. Oh, it will be wonderful. And, uh...
1: On the second floor, the children will have their nurseries and the schoolroom will be close by your sitting room here on the first floor. In that way, we can be a family. But uh, escape from them, too, when we feel the need. (laughs) And Mama? Where is her suite? Some considerable way past the audience room, the council room and other reception rooms. On the ground
0: floor. Perfect. Thank you for listening to this episode of Queen Bee, the life of Queen Victoria. Remember, if you would like to support this podcast, you can look in the show description notes to find a link. Thank you and have a great day.